In this episode, we're talking OnlyFans and sex work. OnlyFans usage has been wild during this pandemic, and I'm going to talk about what it really is, and that's sex work. I also have Gabby Tuft as my yas of the week. I'll also go over wet sponges in my cross yas tip of the week. I announce big news with Kirsten helping out spouses and significant others of cross-dressers and transgender people. And finally, Sierra gives you her take on online content creators and OnlyFans in this week's Sierra Says. This is episode 90 of the Cross Yas podcast. So, Come on, let's talk about sex. Work, baby. Yas! Yas, yas, yas. Yas, 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 yas. Cross Yes podcast. Which is Elm here, so. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Yas, yas, yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast. The podcast that still says yas to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. My name is Giselle Marisol. I'm a cross-dresser slash transgender human being who will be your host and guide to help you, the Cross Yas listener, navigate through the murky waters of what can be a confusing world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and of course, gender. Want more info about me and the podcast? Check out www.crossyaspodcast.com for behind-the-scenes stuff, ways you can support the podcast, like through our Patreon, and even talk to us directly via our Discord. It's all there, so check it out. I promise you won't be disappointed. And finally, if you're enjoying what you hear here, and you yourself have a story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related, but wondering to yourself, hmm, I wonder if anyone wants to hear my story. If anyone really wants to hear my side of things. Well, duh, you know me and you know my nosy ass. The answer to your question is allowed. Frickin'. Yes! Email me, Giselle at CrossTheYasPodcast.com, DM me on Instagram at CrossTheYasPodcast, or hit me up on Discord, Rochi underscore Mochi, pound 7325. Yeah, there's a pound in there, but it's a lot easier if you just go to our website and click on our Discord link to find me, and you can talk to me directly there can't wait to hear from you. Happy February, everyone. Happy Black History Month, and I'm hoping you're having a good start to your 2021. I sure am, and I'm just bringing out episodes at almost a machine gun rate here on the Cross Yas podcast. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's February, and we're smack dab in the middle of love month. Been working a bunch at work, been super active on the Discord, pretty much just showing myself as me, even if that means just me being in guy mode. Sierra and I talked about the small success of our Discord in our most recent chit chat, and frankly, we've just been loving it. We're all just super active, loving and supporting of one another, and it's just a beautiful sight to see. I haven't dressed up as much as I've wanted to, I think I did a couple of times on the Discord, and I'm here to tell you that's perfectly okay. If you wanna show your face, guy mode or girl mode or whatever mode you're comfortable with, it's all valid. So jump on and chat with us there on our Discord. Find the Discord link on our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. For those of you who don't remember, we still have a question of the month. Who was your first crush and why? You can email me your answer again, giselle at crossyaspodcast.com, or just talk to me on Discord because it's that simple. I also wanted to get back to what I love doing on the podcast, and it's all about saying yas and something that happened this past week, which I'm obviously going to include in my yes! of the week. Haven't done one of these in a while. Like seriously, when was the last time I did one of these? Cause the yas of the week is, um, well. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time, a long time. 
But let's talk about a really awesome thing that happened in the wrestling world with a woman by the name of Gabby Tuft. Here's an Instagram post Gabby Tuft wrote just this past week. The ball dropped early today as this is now worldwide news. This is me. Unashamed, unabashedly me. This is the side of me that has hidden in the shadows, afraid and fearful of of what the world would think, afraid of what my family, friends, and followers would say or do. I am no longer afraid and I am no longer fearful. I can now say with confidence that I love myself for who I am. The previous eight months have been some of the darkest of my entire life. The emotional turmoil of being transgender and having to face the world has almost ended me on multiple occasions. However, the day I stopped caring about what other people thought was the day I truly became limitless and allowed my authentic self to come into the light. My loving wife, family, and closest friends have accepted me for who I am. To them, I am forever grateful. Your support along the way means more than you will ever know. I don't expect everyone to agree or understand. It's not my place to change any of your core beliefs. Just know that the outer shell may change, but the soul remains the same. I know many of you have questions and, as I have promised, they will all be answered. Tomorrow on Extra, my interview with Billy Bush airs worldwide. I have included a link in the bio to this interview along with my personal coming out video that explains everything. Waiting for Instagram to approve my name change and update the bio, please see my story for the link in the meantime. I promise to always be transparent and truthful with my journey and be a light to those that are in need. This is me. Love always, Gabby Elon Tuft. Now that was an awesome post by Gabby and kind of let's talk about who Gabby Tuft is. Born Gabriel Tuft, she started as a male wrestler in ECW or Extreme Championship Wrestling as well as the WWE or World Wrestling Entertainment where she wrestled under the name Tyler Rex. My research on the internet found Gabby to have as she started professionally wrestling in 2007 and she retired from wrestling in 2014. Now why is this worldwide news? Well probably because it doesn't happen all the time, or I guess to my knowledge, ever. You don't normally hear of hyper-masculine alpha males like Gabby to all of a sudden come out as a transgender woman. Gabby is not your average looking woman. She's about six foot five, weighs around 245 pounds, has very defined muscles, like think of a strong bodybuilder like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and she just basically has all these typical attributes associated with the male body. Gabby is also married to her wife, Priscilla Tuft, and although Gabby and Priscilla recently spoke out on Extra, which is an entertainment news show here in the United States, she said this about how difficult it has been being intimate with her wife during her transition. Our intimate life has changed quite a bit. We're we're not active in that way right now, and what we've discovered is a whole different part of our relationship uh, because I respect that she's not attracted to women. And I, I can imagine, like, from her perspective, how hard it must be to see her husband who was once this 280 pound massive bodybuilder alpha male to be looking more and more like a female every day. And so if she's not attracted to that, I respect that. And we have this incredible soul connection. But Gabby also added, you know, I I was really not wanting to go on. And then just having Priscilla by my side as a huge support has changed that. She has been such a, a rock for me. To be honest though, I don't remember Gabby much as a wrestler. It's probably also because I haven't followed wrestling since maybe pre-2006 when I would religiously watch wrestling for, I guess, I guess really only just watch wrestling for the big name wrestlers like The Undertaker, Kane, Mankind, and of course, 
probably the most famous <laughs> most famous crossover wrestling star who is now movie star uh, Dwayne Johnson or as he used to be called The Rock if you smell what The Rock is cooking yeah, every week I would smell what The Rock was cooking. But I guess The Rock then got famous, and then I started college, and I guess the storylines of wrestlers just got kind of boring to me. And I guess that also led to the decline of my interest in wrestling. But back then, shit, I really loved wrestling. Sometimes I just sit and reminisce about the days I played wrestling video games on my Nintendo 64, like WCW versus NWO, or SmackDown on my PlayStation 1 and 2, where I would create customizable characters and I'd put what I thought looked like my male head on a female's body and wrestle as a woman. Cause well, I don't know, it was kind of a fun way to pretend that I could be a female and live my life out to wrestle as a girl. I might have talked about it before, but I really used to love watching those female wrestling goddesses like Tori Wilson, Trish Stratus, and Stacey Keebler on those wrestling shows. And I guess I didn't really want to necessarily be these women, but I really truly just admired their choice of fashion and even chose some of their outfits for myself and my customizable character in the wrestling games I would play. Those female wrestlers also kind of changed my idea of what femininity should be. Before like watching female wrestlers, I remember thinking femininity had to be a certain way, like a quote-unquote real woman. Like they were supposed to be dainty, skinny, kind of look like, I don't know, all your typical female-like models, which I've learned over the years are just one version of femininity. But when I watched these physically strong women or fairly built women, it kind of turned the definition of femininity to me on its head. Like, here are these physically strong women with gorgeous outfits who are showcasing not only their strength, but also their femininity as wrestlers. In my mind, at the time, these female wrestlers broke that commonly misconceived notion that wrestlers had to be masculine and weren't just accessories to male wrestlers, like as they would like accompany them walking down the ring and they would just wave and look cute from the outside. But actually, they did way more. I digress, and I'll probably do a whole episode on wrestling in the future as I think a lot of the lessons from watching and appreciating wrestling growing up kind of shaped my idea of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. But for this YAS of the week, I just want to give a shout out to Gabby Tuft for coming out to the world. She may not be a household name, she may not even look like your average woman, and she's not even wrestling any longer. But with her coming out, as someone you'd not necessarily think of fitting the mold of what you think again a woman should look like, I think by coming out, she's giving power and emboldening a future of transgender people who are scared to come out as the true gender you believe you are. Because if Gabby can do it, you can too. So for that, bravo girl. And Gabby Tuft, you are my yas of the week. And that was the yas of the week. Other huge news that we're excited to announce here on the Cross Yas podcast is that Kirsten, my now wife, and the star of Kirsten's Corner, has started an Instagram for a sign of support for the crossdressers and trans people's significant others. If you are listening to this and are either a crossdresser, trans person, significant other, loved one of a crossdresser or trans person, or really anyone in need of advice or want to generally just chat with someone, Kirsten has been generous enough to start her own Instagram handle dedicated to the loved ones of crossdressers and trans people. And before you go looking for her, having all the answers to your problems and whatnot, well, unfortunately, she does not have all those answers. Trust me, I've tried. But she does, however, have a phone, she has access to internet, and she's here if you have any questions for her. 
She's fairly new to the whole cross-dressing transgender scene, but she's willing to listen. She's a lot like myself in that regard, always looking to help others in their time of need, and if by merely just listening to others, I think she can be a difference for some people. So check out her Instagram, at the crossdressers wifey. That's the crossdressers wifey. Because, well, I'm the crossdresser and she's the wifey. Finding her there, you'll also see her bitmoji of her being super happy, and she's super excited to hear from you, the cross yas listener and everyone really. And who knows, if this does well, Kristen might even hold events where other crossdressers and transgender people's significant others can hold like Zoom calls or, I don't know, Microsoft Teams or whatever, or events to help support one another. Because learning your partner is a crossdresser, transgender, or non-binary, etc. can be quite a challenge. So here at the Cross Yas podcast, we want to help support you and your loved ones in your journey. So check out the Cross Dressers Wifey, all on Instagram, all one word by the way, for more information. As for the rest of this episode, I'll give you my Cross Yas tip of the week, where I'll discuss my tip of the week that has to do with makeup again and wet sponges. And lastly, the main part of this episode, we're going to talk OnlyFans and sex work. These are all valid ways of supporting yourself. I've talked about sex work before in previous episodes and previous yas of the weeks, but I'll try and devote the rest of the episode to delve more into the world of sex work. Sierra will also give you her thoughts on the matter in this week, Sierra says, and obviously she's going to do a better job because, well, Sierra's a motherfucking badass, so you're going to learn a lot from her. Basically, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. So continue listening. We've hit 90 episodes here on the Cross Yas podcast, which is still crazy to me. And I hope you find this episode informative and maybe even a little educational. Thanks and enjoy Cross Yas listener. Happy listening. And now it's time for the Cross Yas tip of the week. So quick tip of the week here, courtesy of something I heard in our Discord. I forget who it was, if it was Shiloh, Emma, or Hope. Hi, ladies. Hi. (laughs) But someone mentioned wet sponges with relation to makeup and how it changed their life because they recently learned about how much more effective a wet sponge is when you apply makeup. So this is another makeup tip, I guess. But for those of you who don't know, yeah, wet sponges are way better than dry sponges. So... Back in my beauty blender days, when I used to use makeup when I go out, shout out to going out, I miss you and I will never take you for granted again. I'm sorry, so sorry, that I was such a But lots of people recommend, and I think Beauty Blender recommends, that when you use a beauty blender or a sponge, to always soak it first like till the sponge gets bigger and soaks up all the water. So when applying your makeup and you're using a sponge, please wet your sponge first with water and then put whatever makeup product you have on the wet sponge and then apply your makeup. Now, a couple things to note here, please wring out your wet sponge first and get out all the excess water. If your sponge is dripping wet, this makeup tip doesn't work. Also, wet sponges are best used for liquid or wet makeup 
so powder foundations are typically best applied still with brushes. And that might seem obvious to some, but I don't know, maybe not so obvious to others. Isn't it obvious? Now you're probably saying, I don't believe you, Giselle. Why would I use a wet sponge? Well, really, it shouldn't be called a wet sponge. It's more like a damp sponge. But according to Ipsy.com, a makeup subscription service online founded by makeup YouTube guru herself, Michelle Fan, a dry sponge is super absorbent. So wetting the sponge first with water ensures your makeup won't get all soaked up by the tool before it reaches your face. Soaking the sponge with water prevents wasting any product and it'll make your makeup application more even for a streak-free, flawless finish. They also say, don't forget, squeezing out your sponge is just as important as wetting it because too much water can dilute your product and or mess with the texture of your makeup and make it cakey. Now, actually, if you're looking for more coverage, then maybe don't dampen your sponge with water first and put more makeup product instead. But just know that this makes your makeup look more cakey and less natural. But hey, if that's the look you're going for and you really do need more coverage, then so be it. I personally am not a fan of cakey makeup because it just feels like, I don't know, too much. But again, do what works for you. But that's my cross yas tip of the week. Hope that helps. And if you have any suggestions, feedbacks, or tips of your own, Hit me up, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com, or you can find the link on our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. And if you didn't know by now, the Discord's free. There's no gimmicks. Just join and chat with us. Thanks. All right, so let's talk OnlyFans, sex work, and why the hell I'm even talking about it in this episode. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Well, back in December of 2020, this happened. We want to talk about this story in the New York Post about a female paramedic in the city who turned to creating an OnlyFans account where she sells online access to erotic photos and videos for extra income so she can cover her bills. Now the story has gotten a ton of backlash on both sides. Some are shaming her for taking off her clothes rather than picking up extra shifts. Others were upset that the paper seemed to make a scandal out of her personal decisions. So the New York paramedic in question is named Lauren Kwai. Quay? Quay? Let's go with Quay. Probably Quay, though. Is named Lauren Quay, and she had an OnlyFans account where she sold naked photos of herself to raise money for, well, herself. So let's begin by letting you know what OnlyFans is, for those of you who don't know. OnlyFans is a website that allows content creators to earn money from users who subscribe to their content, which here are called fans. It's been popularized by the use of sex workers, porn stars, and those in the sex industry but it also has musicians, fitness experts, and others who create online content. So it basically allows content creators to receive funding directly from their fans on a monthly basis, as well as one-time tips and the pay-per-view or PPV feature. It's kind of like our Patreon, which is also another site where you can support content creators. By the way, here I should shamelessly plug in our Cross Yas Patreon, patreon.com forward slash c-r-o-s-s-y-a-a-s but OnlyFans I think is notoriously known for its sex worker content. I don't know what images you conjure up when you hear the word OnlyFans but for me I think sex or explicit images. Yes it is normal to think about sex all the time. Whereas I think for Patreon it's known more for helping YouTube creators and podcasters and pretty much everything not sex worker related. For me, I've thought about an OnlyFans as well, 
but I think Kirsten draws the line on me selling my nudes. Unless there's a price people are willing to pay, but I doubt it. Can't afford me, girl. Anyways, back to our sexy paramedic, Lauren Quay. Lauren received a lot of backlash from many people for having the audacity to sell her naked photos online as a paramedic. The New York Post was the one who brought the story to light, and while many agreed that it's crazy to think for a paramedic to sell her own naked body online, other people weren't so quick to judge. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or as many refer to her by her initials, AOC, who has been a previous Yas of the week mentioned here on the Cross Yas podcast, tweeted this about the New York Post article regarding Lauren Quay. She tweeted, leave her alone. The actual scandalous headline here is medics in the United States need two jobs to survive. When I first heard this story in December, it kind of resonated with me just a little bit. And not that I've tried to sell my body or pictures online, I mean I thought about it, but more so that I'm a healthcare worker slash first responder. And as a human being living during pandemic times of COVID, it's been hard for people out there to survive. For, I mean, maybe some of us, maybe all of us. I'm lucky enough to have a job during this pandemic and make a pretty decent wage as a registered nurse. But for the other people part of the healthcare team, such as paramedics, many of them, or pretty much all of them here in the United States, are not being paid enough. The work they've had to do, being forced into the front lines of the pandemic, having to pick up and drop off patients from hospital to hospital or skilled nursing facility to nursing home back to the hospital, is a really stressful job, especially when you know you're being thrown into the fire that is COVID-19 and the chances of contracting the virus are quite high. So I can fully understand why people would want to do an OnlyFans. Like if someone can make money by not exposing yourself to a virus because all you have to do is post sexy photos of themselves online at the comfort of your own home and there's people willing to pay for them, you'd be stupid not to do it. It's fucking basic economics. Supply and demand, right? Somebody wants it, someone's willing to pay for it, do it. Do it! Just do it! Which brings me to the other major part that I'm sure you, the Cross Yas listener, have your own thoughts on, and that is sex work. I won't dive too deep into sex work, even though I fucking love the topic of sex work, because you know me, your host Giselle, loves to be pro, love your body, do your own thing, fuck the world, yada yada. Do you, boo-boo? Do you, boo-boo? But it would be practically impossible for me to cover everything encompassing sex work in one episode. Maybe even one podcast because, well, I mean, I'd probably have to start a whole new podcast about sex work because I think sex work is more than just sex and it's more than just work. Sex work, shoot, involves labor rights and conditions, uh, freedom and liberties of the parties involved, it's economic discussion, healthcare, you know, it's a lot. You get the picture. Sex work encompasses a lot, and although I love doing both of these words, shit, I love sex and I love work, I'll try and introduce the topic here of OnlyFans and give you some of my own personal thoughts about why doing something like an OnlyFans, like sex work, is a perfectly okay thing to do. So. First things first, let's all recognize that sex work is work. Work, 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 work. I gotta make that clear. Sex work is still work. It's a valid way to make money, and it's, as people will tell you, it's the world's oldest profession. But there's a huge stigma when it comes to talking about sex work. Cause well, I don't know, there's many reasons, but mainly it's just easy to see sex and sex work as immoral. 
which is really stupid, right? We need to have sex to survive as a species, but once someone talks or mentions sex in any conversation, it's not the right time to talk about it. I feel like when anyone talks about sex, it's taboo because, and I believe this, you're not supposed to talk about sex at all. Like, at any time. Never. Like, once sex is brought up in conversation, usually everyone except myself shuts the fuck up. You need to shut the fuck up! I mean, look at schools when they try to teach sex education. You need parental approval and stuff, which is crazy to me. So then when you add sex work and talk about certain people, especially like prostitutes, porn stars, or people who are paid to either have sex or post sexually explicit content online, like those on OnlyFans, no one wants to talk about it. And I think that's a major fucking problem. No, no, not a fucking problem. Like an actual, real life, we need to figure this shit out problem. I think we need to normalize being okay with talking about sex and sex work and really our love and enjoyment of sex. Because if we don't, we're just going to continue perpetuating the stigma that sex and sex work is bad. Because I'm here to tell you that it's not. People need to admit to themselves that they enjoy whatever it is that they enjoy with relation to sex. Be it the super kinky stuff, the super vanilla stuff, and everything in between. And Maybe that's the part that gets neglected in this podcast, and maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast. You know, all the sex parts, because it's so crazy. But the sex portion and everything related to having positive feelings about sex needs to be recognized as that. That sex and all the things related to it can be enjoyable from all sorts of people in all sorts of mediums, be it from a cisgender person who gives you a real-life blowjob, or a transgender person who fucks you in your imagination because they evoke erotic feelings to you through, I don't know, chatterbait as you give them more tokens, or, I don't know, a person who has both male and female sexual parts who has incredibly sexy, raunchy photos you subscribe to on OnlyFans. Like, all of these things are normal things that people have the opportunity to enjoy, and you know what? These all take work. Work, 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 work. Now, the other important sex work has, as it relates to this podcast, is that, and I've talked about it before, transgender people are overwhelmingly involved in the sex work trade. Roughly 13% of the transgender community reports having participated in the sex industry, according to data from the National Transgender Discrimination Survey. Now, whether that means they actually did sex work or participated in some form of it with their bodies, I'm not quite sure, but that's an alarming number if you think about it. 13%? It's pretty high. This is not good. Not good at all. If you're someone who believes that sex work is wrong and there shouldn't be any discrimination, then you probably believe we should find some way to fix it. But if you agree that it's wrong, but you're also someone who typically just says, well, that's just the way it is, well, you know what? You fucking suck. You suck! Because you're the reason nothing ever changes. Okay, fine, I take that back. Maybe you're not the reason, but that kind of thinking of, well, that's just the way it is, and we can't do shit about it, well, that's the kind of thinking that hurts progress. Now, I'm not saying sex work for any human being is bad, or that the transgender people who result to being involved in the sex industry is necessarily the right thing to do, but for many people, and especially the ones who are involved in the sex trade, like those transgender people, it's the only way to survive. If you're in dire straits and you're struggling for, say, I don't know, a place to sleep, and your only options are 
You can sleep on the street in a cardboard box, or you can sleep with someone else for money in a hotel for a night. Not saying that's what all sex workers do, that they just sleep with you, but you're probably going to do what you can for money and shelter. And that's the other main issue too, is safety. When I had Francesca on the podcast way back in episode 18, and she talked about her life as a sex worker, I learned a lot about her and by her speaking out about her experiences, it helped clarify a lot of misconceptions I had about sex work. Especially since she's a sex worker of the transgender variety, but she also talked about not feeling safe all the time with work. And she even talked about carrying a gun because, well, she feared for her safety. But that's what sex work can be. It can be really dangerous for sex workers, especially for those in the transgender community and even worse for those transgender people of color. In 2021, just two months into this year, the Human Rights Campaign reports there have been at least five violent deaths in the transgender and gender non-conforming community. And I know I'm not trying to conflate those transgender people's deaths with all sex workers, but the key word in there is at least because most deaths of transgender people and gender non-conforming people go unreported or those people's deaths are misgendered. So the number you figure of deaths are probably much higher. But that's the one positive thing about sites like OnlyFans, as it allows people of all genders or those gender non-conforming to post sexy content that is their own online in a safe manner. It's relatively safe and it's easy to post a picture of yourself online, get followers, get money, rinse and repeat. So. I feel people are going to do what keeps them alive and for paramedics like Lauren Quay, if selling her nude photos on OnlyFans pays for her rent and keeps the lights on at her house and she's not hurting anyone, she should be allowed to do it. But I think that's the major part here. She's not hurting anyone by posting her naked pictures of herself or starting an OnlyFans. Maybe she's hurting her reputation, but she's still able to keep herself alive, safe from harm by anyone. So what's the harm in that? Honestly. Yes, Lauren may not be transgender, but she is a woman who should be allowed to post whatever she wants online if she so chooses to, as long as it's not hurting anyone. And anyone should be allowed to do whatever they want. In the research I found out online, Lauren was actually really hesitant to have her story published in the New York Post because she feared she'd lose her job. She also feared everyone would hate her and that it would affect her life negatively moving forward. But actually, it did the opposite. According to a follow-up story done by Rolling Stone magazine, Lauren got to keep her job as a paramedic. She's been staunchly defended by many people in the online community for coming out like AOC herself, and she has raised over $100,000 on her GoFundMe page. Oh, really? For those of you who think selling your body online is a bad thing, you know what? You probably are right. I would hate for people to have to resort to posting naked photos or pictures of yourself online if you don't want to. But that's the thing. Many of these people, I'm pretty sure, wouldn't want to sell their bodies online if they had that option. But a lot of people do have to sell their bodies because they need to. This is not an option. So if you're against all this sex work stuff, photos and video content online stuff, and actually want to help these people, then how about we can first start by talking about what we can do to fix it. And the first thing we can do is to start a conversation about sex and sex work. And creating safe solutions around it will go a long way for further progress in the world of sex and sex work. But if you're not contributing to any of this because you're being a naysayer and thinking none of this will work, 
you know what you can do? You can shut the fuck up. And that's all I have to say about that. If you have thoughts or feedback, please hit me up, Giselle at CrossTheAssPodcast.com or chat me up on Discord that can be found on our website, www.CrossTheAssPodcast.com. And it's now time for everyone's favorite segment, Sierra Says. Well, hello, everyone. It is time for another Sierra Says. In this week's segment, I say yes, queen, to transgender and gender nonconforming content creators who are empowering themselves through the content they create and the associated entrepreneurship that it takes to monetize that. And on the opposite side of that, I say nah, girl, to people who raise moralistic, tired objections to people doing honest work to advance themselves economically and socially. Many people have taken note of the considerable number of transgender and gender nonconforming people, and I'm including crossdressers in that group, who share content on a website called OnlyFans. OnlyFans is just one of many websites like it, but I'm going to use this as a proxy for that kind of content creation in general. To start, what is OnlyFans? Simply put, it is a content subscription service where individual content creators are able to create and sell content directly to people who want to sign up as fans. Fans subscribe to receive content from individual creators, and depending on how a creator's account is configured, some fans are even able to interact with the content creator. Although the content is quite diverse, much of it is erotic or sexual in nature. And speaking to that point in particular, I have seen this spoken of very pejoratively among the transgender community and people who are just observing the transgender community and seen arguments with which I wholeheartedly disagree, such as the fact that a lot of people are sharing content on OnlyFans, reflecting poorly on the transgender and gender nonconforming community, or giving people the idea that the trans community is hypersexualized or quote unquote indecent, so to speak. I would argue that not only is content creation and content sharing on websites like OnlyFans not indecent, but it is actually empowering and a source of opportunity for a community that otherwise faces significant obstacles to economic advancement. It is without question that the transgender community faces employment discrimination at rates well in excess of the overall population, at least here in the United States. And in cases where limitations in conventional employment converge with poor economic conditions, as we've been seeing lately, particularly in the service sector and other related jobs, people will seek other opportunities to make ends meet. The OnlyFans type of model of directly facilitating paid access to content created by individuals is far more empowering and significantly less exploitative than the traditional pornography industry, allowing trans content creators to control how they are presented and to retain more of their earnings directly. Even in developed economies like the United States, Canada, Western Europe, and other developed countries, employment discrimination against transgender and gender nonconforming people is disturbingly common. Selling content gives content creators the ability to essentially make an end run around these systemic economic failures and the discrimination that still exists in our society and economy, as content creators often reinvest revenue from OnlyFans and other similar websites into education, professional advancement, and of course, in many cases, even meeting basic basic needs like housing, food, and healthcare. Speaking specifically to the point of healthcare, it is common to see transgender people using revenue from OnlyFans to fund gender-affirming medical care. While the fact that this care is not free of cost and free of gatekeeping is another great failure of many developed economies, that this kind of work, the simple act of creating content and selling it to those people who want it, can offer access to that 
kind of treatment is in some cases not just affirming, but truly life-saving. The benefits of this model of content creation are even more notable for transgender and gender nonconforming people who live in countries or in regions where you find even greater challenges with economic development and or general acceptance of sexual and gender diversity. For example, we see a good number of transgender content creators on OnlyFans coming from Latin America, where depending on the country or the region of any country you might be in, there are can often be significant social and economic barriers that limit the autonomy, not just of transgender individuals, but oftentimes even of women. And so to find a tool of empowerment like this that can be used to secure an economic foothold and make basic ends meet is very valuable. And the value of that in many of these regions simply cannot be overstated. It is a tool of empowerment. Simply put, sex work is real work. And in some cases, online sex work, if we are to call the creation of erotic content on OnlyFans, that is significantly safer than other forms of sex work in which many transgender individuals often engage because the physical proximity that is often involved in face-to-face -face sex work is simply not there. Likewise, any risks of associated sexually transmitted infections is also minimal, if not even non-existent. Opportunities to make money simply by being oneself are empowering rather than in any way degrading. They offer opportunities for trans and gender nonconforming people to overcome economic challenges and develop financial stability that in turn can open up many other possibilities and opportunities. Not only is there no shame in creating and selling content online, but this kind of entrepreneurism should be celebrated and encouraged because it is creating meaningful opportunity, leveling the economic playing field, and empowering trans and gender nonconforming people to succeed just by being themselves. And that's how Sierra sees it. And finally, the miscellany. Yes! And that's it for this week where you heard me first say yas to Gabby Tuft for coming out in this episode's yas of the week. I also give you my wet sponges talk in my cross yas tip of the week. I announced Kirsten is helping out loved ones and significant others of crossdressers and transgender people by creating an Instagram at the crossdressers wifey. You also heard me rant and talk about being cool with OnlyFans and sex work. And lastly, you heard Sierra give you her take on how online content creators are just fucking awesome. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Coming back to you this Saturday with Kelly Mason's Curious Convo with part two. I come back on Sunday with a special Valentine's Day episode where Kirsten and I talk about our wedding drama. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Be sure again to check out our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. Support us there by clicking our Patreon link, patreon.com forward slash crossyas and find all the bonus content stuff there too. Might take a little break after the Valentine's Day episode and come back towards the end of the month, but I'm always on Discord, so if you need to reach me, I'll be there. I love you guys so much. I'm happy to be helpful as much as I can, and I'm super grateful to have you as a Cross Yas listener. That's it. That's all. I'm talking too much, and I just need to go. Anyways, I love you guys, and as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. Mm -hmm.